Hello and welcome back to Freedom Machines with Freddie Dobbs. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Sizap, which is a motorcycle tracking device and riders mate so it can track all of your rides, actually plan and save all of the routes that you've done so you can use them next time, share with your friends and there's no monthly subscription. I currently use it on my Bonneville and absolutely love it. So thank you to Sizap for sponsoring this week's podcast. And you join me today for the first ever Freedom Machines with Freddie Dobbs podcast from the Spanish island of Tenerife. In fact, I'll just shut that door. There are a lot of birds singing. Actually, you know what? It's hot. I'll leave it open. It's nice listening to the birds. I've got birds singing outside. I've got a view of the sea. It's about 27 degrees outside. And just yesterday, Monica and I finished unpacking. Because for those of you that don't follow our adventures on YouTube, I'll just give you a quick update. Seven days ago, Monica and I relocated from the UK over to Tenerife. And that's a tiny little Spanish island that's just off the west coast of Africa. And we have no idea how long we're going to be staying here. And we don't really have any concrete plans. So we rented out a very nice three-bedroom apartment about 300 meters from the ocean. Three bedrooms, two bathrooms, and two balconies. And just yesterday, we finished unpacking everything. The journey by car took 1,500 miles. We packed up the Fiat 500, attached a trailer to it, put the Bonneville on the back of the trailer, and absolutely maxed out the towing potential of the Fiat. And somehow, it made it without a hiccup. It's now got 178,500 miles, the Fiat, and I don't look after it too well, and it's always pushed to the limit with its towing. So it did unbelievably well, but we're completely unpacked, and it feels absolutely amazing being here it's complete shorts and t-shirt weather you you couldn't dream of just going on a walk and wearing trousers for example it's way too hot for that and it's like this 365 days a year so absolutely loving it so i'm talking to you now from the kitchen with a view of the ocean with a cup of tea next to me and it feels really good you know when you get somewhere whether it's a holiday or relocating you just want to unpack do the first supermarket shop and just get a rough idea of your surroundings and that's where we are now now today for today's podcast episode i wanted to start with just some really interesting chats i've had about harley davidson's and for one why they're such a polarizing bike and yes now i know they are a very polarizing biking brand but also different people's opinions and i want to say at the start thank you so much for everyone who sends in their their messages their emails and their their answers to a few questions that i asked and just their their general opinions on the things i chat about on the podcast or on youtube i read every single one of them and i like to try and share as many as i can so thank you so much for sending in those messages and i promise you every single one of them i i read with incredible interest and it's it's very very interesting getting different bikers opinions from around the world whether it's germany or the us or australia or of course the uk italy thank you so much for sending them and i wanted to start with a few 
a few people's opinions and of course always the case I'll always keep them um, confidential so I'll never share your name but I really like reading some of them out um, and they will be kept confidential so send them over and you can send them in complete confidence that I won't be sharing any personal details so these come in in response to me basically asking the question for one, is Harley-Davidson a polarizing brand? And two, why is it a polarizing brand? And what are your opinions? And I've got uh, a few of my favorite replies here. I think I've got about five or six, and I want to read them out to you because I found them very eye-opening. Here we go, number one, and I'm quoting here. Like most people who frequent the channel, I've ridden many different motorcycle brands, including Harley-Davidson. I haven't had a Harley-Davidson for 25 years plus, and I don't intend in getting one again. I've been on the road on two wheels for over 350,000 miles, and I've been alongside people riding every brand. To answer the question you've asked, I can say that there are two kinds of people who I come across. Those who enjoy motorcycling and are motorcycle enthusiasts, and those who are Harley-Davidson enthusiasts. I'm not making any judgments about that as a motorcycle enthusiast, I'm not making any judgments about that, but as a motorcycle enthusiast, I love to hear about and look at uh, and be around all kinds of motorcycles. But those who are Harley Davidson enthusiasts, including most of my friends, would never write or ride about, uh, write about another brand. Uh, they only care about Milwaukee Iron. Now, maybe they'll look at an Indian motorcycle, for example, now that they've come along. And of course, those are the kind of people who have never given a rat's beep beep about any of my GS, GSR, GS adventure bikes, etc., etc. But now, now that Harley Davidson have come along with the Pan America, now they suddenly start to become interested in that as a motorcycle. So I respect the Harley Davidson brand because of because the majority of lawmakers in the USA probably own one and the roads have become far safer for motorcyclists because of the laws that have been enacted by people who enjoy the American-made motorcycles, even if I don't ever want to own one again. It's really interesting getting Americans' opinions on Harleys. Um, here's another one. Okay, I owned a Harley, love-hate relationship. When I sold it, I found that the hate formulated from the hate of other bikers. I went to Triumph as a 50-50 compromise. Lesson learned, never factor the opinion of others. Great work as always. Um, Harley-Davidson supply an expensive blank canvas that I found very reliable and always made me smile. Really interesting. Owned a Harley, love-hate relationship. When I sold it, I found the hate formulated from the hate of other bikers. And I went to Triumph as a 50-50 compromise. I've heard this quite a bit. Triumph is kind of the happy compromise between, let's say, for example, an all-out, I don't know, Japanese super naked and the Harley-Davidson brand. And it's also interesting, the opinion of others, because, look, I can say... Forget about the opinion of others. It doesn't matter. And I, I like to live like that. But the reality is, do I live like that? Or do I just want to think I live like that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, would the opinion of others genuinely have, uh, have some weight in me deciding if I were to buy a Harley Davidson? And this is me talking. This isn't me quoting. Um, 
I don't think it would, but it would be at the back of my mind. I like to think that I'll make my own choices, but it's it's very easy to say that say that, and it's another thing to act on it. I don't think it would. I would go out there and buy a Harley completely happily, but it it is a fact. You know, you know it's there. You know. You know non-Harley riders a lot of the time, you know, that they're probably not the biggest Harley fans. I should say, the messages I read out now are just a selection that I found quite interesting. But there were many people who said, um, you know, raving about Harleys, of course, how they love them, the best bike ever made. So I got a huge range. I just picked five different, different opinions. And I'll move on. Here we go. I bought a Harley Street 750 when I passed my test a couple of years back. I only had it a few months. It was the weirdest bike to ride. I know it was the cheap option. Harley have a few folk will, um, Harley and a few other folk will say that it wasn't a real Harley, but it scarred me uh, with them now and I won't ever buy another Harley. Personal choice, I always nod to everyone on two wheels, whatever they're riding. I wish everyone else would do the same. And that is seconded by many, many people just nod and wave at everyone and just wishing everyone would be exactly the same. I move on to the next one. Hi there. We're watching your videos from the US um, at the Jersey Shore and we like them a lot. Thank you so much. Um, but, but here on Ocean Avenue, are way too many Harleys on the weekend and nobody likes them because of the loud sound, just so you know. I'm riding a 2021 Honda Rebel 1100 and I love it. I've heard a lot of people saying this. This is really interesting. And this is, that, that's, I'm reading that from an American biker, but I have heard a huge amount of people raving. I know I've touched on it before on the podcasts. There are a lot of bikers raving about these Honda Revel Rebels and the DCT. And I'm so sorry, I've completely forgotten what that DCT is. I think it's some kind of special gearbox that apparently is a game-changing bit of kit. Some people, some bikers that I know of, are actually going out and buying these Honda Rebels specifically because of this DCT thing that unfortunately I know nothing about. That's how incredible it is. Um, I really need to try and test one of these Rebels because they're getting a very good write-up from actual bikers and actual owners of the bikes. I haven't checked the official reviews, but owners of the Honda Rebels absolutely love them. Really intriguing bike, that. And I move on. Uh, hi Freddie, Harley Davidson has two wheels and an engine. Yes, it's a bike, except it's a more comfortable way of riding. My days of being hunched over, back-breaking, leg-cramping days are over. Um, getting on the Harley Davidson, and now I own a Harley Davidson Heritage Softail. And I, I know what you mean with that, because when I had the Road King, oh, it's a really nice feeling, just feeling like you're riding on a sofa, getting to location, and being as fresh as a daisy. And one other thing, one other thing I would like to say in Harley's defense, because you, you know that I'm a big Harley fan. Harley Davidsons are fun at all speeds, because in my opinion, riding a cruiser is as fun at five or 10 miles an hour as it is at 70 or 80 miles an hour and you can't say that about sports bikes and even some super nakeds you know you really do need to be going at pace to make the bike really 
you know, get into its element and be really fun. Whereas Harley Davidsons, they are just so fun cruising around at 10, 15, 20 miles an hour. They are, they feel, I have a lot of people asking me like, you know, how do you get over the fear factor of riding? And for me personally, if, if someone asks me like Freddie, why do you ride? It's, it's so dangerous. Aren't you scared of the danger? But the danger is the fun in biking. You take the, the danger side away from it. That's not biking. You need to drive a car for that. Biking's dangerous, and that's why it's so incredibly fun. If it's not dangerous, then, well, you lose that, that element. That's probably why the majority of people like motorbikes, because just love that element of danger. You know, when you you attack a bend or something you have to commit to that bend that's where the fun lies the fun lies in the danger element of it it's just the way biking is but but riding a harley davidson it it does feel significantly safer as uh, as a way of riding a way of biking compared to for example a super naked it just lends itself to that very very relaxing riding enjoying the scenery and i'm going off in a ridiculous tangent here so i will move on i've just got a couple more that um i just got too many too many interesting things because it's such a polarizing brand it it does attract conversation harley davidson's okay here we go next one at least where i live the stigma seems to stem from harley riders not waving back unless you ride a Harley. Every other brand are in on the same wavelength thing across brands, but Harley Davidson riders, you get some who wave every now and again, but mostly you get ignored by Harley Davidson riders, and that makes people dislike the riders. I guess that spills over a bit um, on the brand eventually. And I had that a lot. I, a lot of people saying, actually, it is the Harley Davidson riders. Like, a lot of, you know, non-Harley riders will wave at everyone, but Harley riders never, ever seem to wave back. I had this reply a huge amount. Another, I'll move on to the next one. I would go Indian if I wanted an American bike, but honestly, I'd rather buy the Honda, rather buy the Honda Goldwing if I wanted a Tora. Both the Indian and Goldwing are about six to 7,000 Great British pounds cheaper than Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson has priced themselves out of the market. They're artificially expensive compared to every other brand of motorcycle. And it shows one dealer after the other is closing down in my country. My local one is selling Honda, Triumph, Aprilia, Suzuki, etc. And they've given up on selling Harley Davidsons. If I use the tool to find Harley dealerships near me on their webpage, it lists 52 locations. The closest dealership where I can buy a Harley Davidson is an eight hour drive away. So 16 hour round trip for a service. It's not just buying the bike. It's a very good point this this um, person makes. It's not just buying the bike. If you live eight miles away from your nearest, nearest Harley dealership, and of course, if you want to keep the service and the warranty up to date, you have to go back to the main dealer. 16 hour round trip, so you've got to rent a hotel room just to service the damn thing. The list includes dealerships that are several days riding away and about six to seven border crossings, plus at least one ocean ferry. Basically, inflating the number of local dealerships uh, because 
if they were honest, there were no local dealerships, barely any national dealerships for my area. Oh, that's really interesting. You know, this is interesting because I didn't think, well, I did think something of it, but about five months ago, maybe half a year ago, uh, where I live in South East London, I thought with Monica, look, I haven't been for a while to the local Harley Davidson dealership in Essex, just across the border on the River Thames. See, we live, we lived south of the border and just north of the border in Essex um, is our local Harley Davidson dealership. And it'd been there many, many years. So we went down about six months ago. We drove down. And I thought, let's go and have a look because I'm a huge Harley Davidson fan. For me, they make the best dealerships. You really want to go in there and no one does it better than Harley Davidson for dealerships. They're superb. They, they just really make so much effort and they look amazing. And every time you go in, you, in my eyes, you want to buy one. But we went down there six months ago and it had closed down. And it's not like there are lots of Harley Davidson dealerships in well let's say the southeast of england it is not like there are a lot of them at all and a big one in a proper you know it's in a proper kind of shopping estate it, it's not kind of a harley davidson dealership that maybe was built in a a small area and now they've outgrown it and they're moving to a nice shiny new you know industrial estate where they can show off the latest models no this was a really nice area a very nice dealership and it had everything going for it including being in a very sensible location that people can easily get to they also had the harley meetups they had uh, a nice burger bar outside where I saw the Harley riders meeting up for their rides on a Saturday and a Sunday. That's gone, and there aren't many others nearby. That's really interesting. I do know, I know that Harley Davidson, I, I know that they've been struggling. I think everyone knows that they've been struggling. And I also know that they've got a new, I think it's a new CTO, CEO or CTO on board. And my uncle kindly sent this over to me because he's a biker fan. He's an ex-biker actually. He's, he's had a lot of interesting bikes. And he sent me this article over. The new CEO or CTO that Harley Davidson have employed is a, I think he's a German guy. And he's got a very, very interesting past. One of the notable things off the top of my head that he's done on his CV is he took over uh, the, the running of Puma, the sportswear brand, when Puma was incredibly uncool. And I remember the time, probably, I don't know, it must be 15 years ago, when Puma was not a brand that you consider as a cool brand. And he completely turned it round and he massively increased the profitability and the revenue uh, he increased everything in puma in in the most mind-blowing way i can't remember the figures but basically he completely flipped the brand around to being a brand that no one liked to being one of the coolest brands in sportswear he's also done a lot of other interesting stuff i know he's also a big eco-activist i think and i think he spent time living in africa and he still has a house in africa very interesting individual and he has taken over harley davidson and i think if i'm right that the pan america is one of the first projects that's kind of gone got to fruition under his uh, under his management so it'll be really interesting what happens now clearly harley davidson know they've got a massive problem and they're addressing that in the best way they can and it's it, it seems like 
they're making a, a very big statement of intent by getting this CTO on board to try and stem the problems that they're having with selling bikes. And, and here's the problem for me. I don't fully get it because Harley-Davidson do make superb bikes. They're incredibly well-made. They're incredibly characterful. They are brilliant, brilliant bikes. And they are absolutely unique. So what is the problem with Harley-Davidson? Why are they not selling motorbikes anymore? They're still making brilliant bikes. Uh, the bikes are improving. I, I get it 100%. Is it as simple as they're now too expensive? Uh, you know, they say they're not appealing to a younger audience. What is it that they're not doing to appeal to a younger audience? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, do they need to... I don't know. Do they need to give it, give some Harley Davidsons to some, I don't know, cool people and, and get them to shout about it? I don't know, but... Yeah, it's. I just. I do find it interesting that they're struggling because, in my eyes, it's it's an off the scale cool brand. Um, maybe it does need someone like this CTO to come along and sort it out. Um, here we go. I've got just the last couple. Uh, let's have a look. I recently moved from the US to the UK. I own a BMW R9T and a Harley Lowrider. Riding here in the UK, I notice people give less nods to the Harley than the hipster BMW bike. So, uh, so much uh, for the used peace sign uh, among the riders in California. And here in the UK, all of the riders seem so serious. I also think the hatred comes from Harley riders looking down on other brands for several years or, or the adventure bike riders thinking they, uh, they own a do-it-all bike that's superior to others. And then this, uh, this person sent over an edit. When riding the Harley these days, I don't care about the majority of grumpy ADV riders. They, are making my, uh, they aren't making my repayments anyway. Um, yes, actually, I can speak from first-hand experience here. And, uh, and as a US rider coming over to the UK, as you are, uh, I can tell you if you came to London, I think if my memory serves me correctly, you did, in London, within the M25, and maybe other big cities around the world are the same, let me know, but definitely in London, no, no bikers wave, no bikers wave in London, but the second you get outside of London, everyone's waving again, but in London, I think, I don't know why everyone's so frantic, and there are so many delivery riders that, you know, w wouldn't be waving, uh, I don't know, but no one waves in London uh, if you're a biker. But yeah, get out of London, go on a ride. The second you get outside the M25, which is the motorway surrounding and circulating London, you'll get everyone waving at you as you would expect. Interesting point there. This is a point I want to get to because I've had a lot of people saying to me, that BMW GS riders are now the new Harley riders. They are riders who look down their nose at all other motorbikers and who never wave. And BMW riders are now the new Harley Davidson riders. Let me know your thoughts on that. Is it fair to say that BMW GS riders have slowly evolved into the kind of rider that look down their nose at people because they think they've got the ultimate bike and anyone who doesn't have a BMW GS is a fool. Let me know your thoughts. And it's funny how this works. I remember in the UK, everyone, 
everyone used to hate BMW drivers because they said they get up people's rear ends, they're super aggressive, and they've got no respect for anyone else. And then Audi overtook them, and Audi drivers became the drivers that everyone hated. And is it just a case of being a victim of your own success when a bike gets so incredibly popular or a car gets so incredibly popular, they just get that reputation? Let me know your thoughts on that. Okay, here we go. Let's see if I've done all of my favorite, all of my favorite, they're all brilliant, uh, all of the ones I wanted to. Yes. Oh, oh, here we go. I just want to do this one. This is quite good. Uh, Freddie, you're spot on regarding Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson is the man United, the Manchester United of the biking world. Not only that, but Harley Davidson riders only appear to acknowledge other Harley riders and not general bikers. Personally, I feel that people purchase a Harley out of nostalgia. I feel that they wish they were born in the days of James Dean. But the truth is, in my opinion, the Harley's overrated, overpriced, not particularly reliable or brilliantly built. Um, and they could take a lesson from Triumph, whose attention to detail far outshines Harley. Just my opinion. Uh, that, that is just, it's, it's very, very insightful. Thank you so much for sending that over to me. Okay, um, in my mind now, yes, it, it kind of confirms just reading so many interesting comments. Yeah, Harley Davidson are probably actually more polarizing than I thought. Harley Davidson riders possibly are to partly to blame for it and I've got to say I probably did notice it a bit as well with Harley riders when I wave yeah sometimes they don't wave back so I kind of get it I do and I want to move on because I I was having a, a chat over email to a listener of the podcast and we just got talking about different vehicles and and this gentleman has a just a fine stable of vehicles really really incredible and i think i was talking about a land rover defender you know and it's just interesting talking about different brands because um let's have a look here okay here we go here we go i got sent over by this gentleman uh, i got sent over a link to a land rover defender because the land rover defenders weren't sold up until this latest model, they were not sold in the USA. So you could not go to a Land Rover, a Range Rover dealership and buy a Land Rover Defender. So he sent me over a 1995 Land Rover Defender that's currently for sale. And he showed me the price of it. And I've got the link here. So we've got a 1995 Land Rover Defender. And it is a 3.9 litre V8. So it's a, it's a good spec. That's a 3.9 litre V8 um, frame restoration. You know, it's a 95 one with 108,000 miles, 108,000 miles. And the price, US dollars, 100,000 US dollars. 100,000 US dollars for a Defender. And if you look in the UK right now, I'm going to tell you the price of it's a defender 90 and i'm going to get a 1995 model so i'm going to be as fair as possible and i'm going to tell you the price of a 1995 land rover defender in the uk the cheapest well the cheapest i'll tell you what they start from okay 
1995 Land Rover Defender in the UK, they start from £6,500. The, the real ones start coming about 10k, but £6,500 you can get a Land Rover Defender with 111,000 miles. And they are, they're everywhere, Land Rover Defenders in the UK, incredibly popular, but it's just so interesting. Different countries and the prices of different vehicles, so, so interesting. I just couldn't believe it. But, um, it's, yeah use Land Rover Defenders, very de desirable and incredibly, incredibly expensive over in the US. And I want to get to a motorbike now, a motorbike that I'm sure you will never have heard of before. And this got sent in by a listener. It's called the Honda Valkyrie. The Honda Valkyrie, if to my, my US listeners or to listeners in the UK and I think Europe, the Honda F6C. And I'm just going to get this up now on Auto Trader because I had never ever in my life heard of this bike. And I'm, I'm really impressed by this. I'm talking about this bike because I really do like it. And I think... Okay, I'm just going on to Auto Trader or Bike Trader now. Honda F6C. Here we go. There are 15 of them available in the UK. And I tell you what, let me just give you a quick overview on a, a motorcycle, MCN, Motorcycle Review uh, website. Honda F6C, made from 1996 to 2005. 100 horsepower. And here's the interesting bit. Owner's reliability rating. This is from owners, so it's, there's no better way to tell how good a bike is than seeing what the owners actually think of it. And the owner's reliability rating has an average of five out of five stars. That's what owners are rating it. It's averaging five out of five. It really, really good, reliable bike with a, I think it's, it does, it's got a 1500cc engine, and I'm just opening it up now. Here we go. You can get one of these from 1990. Oh, they look really good. You can get one of these from 1998. Honda F6C or Honda Valkyrie to my US friends from £5,500. And they look superb. Think of, think of a Harley Davidson crossed with a Triumph rocket and you won't be a million miles off. And I'm going to tell you this, do you know what? This could be my bike of the day today. Wow, okay, so I'm looking at one here. 5,500 pounds. Wow, it says it's a uh, 2017 model. I, that's not right. They probably just got the year wrong. Maybe it's 1997. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's got 59,000 miles on the clock. It looks absolutely immaculate. Chrome engine, huge front mudguard, very kind of Harley Davidson, soft tail, deluxe style. Looks superb. It's got a backrest. It's got hard panniers built in. I'm looking at number plate. I can see it's a 1997 model, not 2017. It's P-Reg. Looks brilliant. And if you want to get one a little bit meaner, all black, that will be six and a half thousand pounds. They look great. This is a really great choice. It's six and a half K and we're now coming to September. Wait a month or so, you're gonna be getting this, I reckon, I think you may be getting this a thousand pounds cheaper. Five and a half thousand pounds, you can get a Honda F6C and they look brilliant and owners rate them 
five out of five for reliability. And I've got here from a few owners, I'm just checking now, reading the forums. 96 pounds uh, for road tax, annual servicing cost is 150 pounds a year. Just impeccable reliability, 309 uh, kilograms it weighs. Mm, that's a good looking bike, that's a good looking bike. Five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars, four stars, five stars from owners. That's great. Okay, remember that if you're looking for an out there left field cruiser type bike, looks superb. And I will get now to, let me just close that, two more things, two more things I want to quickly, quickly talk to you about before I leave you for the week. Okay, so I've got that, 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 here we go. Okay, right, right. There's a bike I couldn't miss off here. That is the Harley Davidson night train. Someone sent me one of these in from the USA and it's a bike that I was considering buying about four years, three or four years ago, but I didn't have, basically I didn't get accepted on a loan. That's the truth. And I really wanted one. It's a Harley Davidson that was being built around about the early 2000s. It's the 1450 engine. I've ridden that engine, it's superb. And you can pick one up. If you don't want a modified one, you're looking at fairly standard one. They come in from about £10,000 and they really do hold their value so well, so well. You know, you can get them £13,250 for a 2003 model. £13,000. Harley-Davidson's do not drop in value. It's insane. Uh, there's a nice one I found here. 68 horsepower, 14,000 miles, 2003 model for 10,750. It's so do, do you know what I thought? God, they, they just it's incredible how, how well they hold the value. It literally almost hasn't dropped a penny. So I've gone over to the USA and I've typed in Harley Davidson Night Train for sale, Florida. And if you're looking on uh, for my European and British friends, if you're looking, type in Harley F. X S B uh, T B so Foxtrot X Ray Sierra Tango Bravo that's the the very not rolling off the tongue official name that Harley Davidson have given it much cooler to call it the night train but that's what to look for in the UK you're looking at minimum price probably around about the 10k mark but if you go over to the USA you can get one for six thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars which works out at five thousand one hundred pounds so that's the difference it's five thousand one hundred pounds but i do know that you're looking at probably with shipping and taxes it's a guess about three about thirty percent you're probably looking at you're probably looking around about my guess would be two thousand pounds to get that shipped over to the uk to europe so five thousand one hundred pounds to buy it let's say you can get a bit off Let's say you can get a bit off that. It's a lovely looking black one. Really nice looking bike, very clean. Single disc on the front, super, super stripped back and minimal. I really like these bikes. Let's say you can get it for 5,000 pounds to buy it, maybe a bit less. And let's say it's 2,000 pounds to import it over. And there are many companies that will import from US to Europe. Uh, you could possibly get a night train for sub 7,000 pounds and it's been in Florida all its life so there won't be any rust at all. And that's a really nice standard looking model so that's worth bearing in mind. Always have a look, especially for Harleys. And I, I'm not going to lie, I don't talk from experience because I've never done it in my life so I'm kind of preaching and I'm not actually backing up with my own, uh, my own actions but type in, for example, Harley Davidson night train, Harley Davidson soft tail deluxe, 
for sale Florida and they'll all come up on cycletrader.com final thoughts okay my final bike for the week you know I've done too many of these bikes this week but I just got too overexcited with the whole Harley vibe here is I'm going to say it as my bike of the week okay bike of the week let me just get all of the details up here good I wanted to check the number plate to make sure they haven't made a typo because I think this is a good find on autotrader.co.uk for sale in the UK Harley Davidson Sportster 2015 model 2015 model 1200 cc engine and it's coming in at 5250 pounds that is really really good value and have a listen to this description because this this feeds on to what I've been talking about, about getting a deal in the US for Harley Davidson. Okay, I'm selling this bike, and I'm quoting here from the description, I'm selling this bike on behalf of my parents-in-law. The bike was imported back from Kuwait after my father-in-law returned from working out there. All the necessary paperwork and work has been meticulously carried out so that the bike is now a proper UK bike. The bike has always been garaged and very well looked after, as you can see from the photos. Yada, 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 all looks very good. Aftermarket pipes, air filter to help it breathe, heated grips, starts first time every time. Immobilizer alarm, yada, yada, yada. Um, bike can be viewed at my house basically in general it looks incredibly incredibly genuine and being out in kuwait there won't be a hint of rust on it it's absolutely immaculate it looks incredible it's got a rear rack it's got a rear back rest and i know i'm completely judging here and it's very very wrong to judge but it's been out in kuwait my guess is the person there probably made no okay care amount of money and will have been able to look after it without any issue at all and that's backed up by it being quoting here meticulously looked after and it's a private sale and private sales are where you get the real bargains so have a look for that and it's not as hard as you think insuring an imported bike so don't be too put off by that so that's it, Harley-Davidson Sports, the 2015 model for £5,250, superb value. And we'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much to everyone for listening along to the podcasts. Please do keep sending over your stories and your thoughts. Thank you so much to Sizzap for sponsoring this week's episode, and I will see you all in the next one.